0: is going on rundown nation the bulls have arrived i'm woge and i'm all and we are here today with jamie zerk and michael story had him on the show before we got a little round table say hello fellas hello fellas hello hello. there
1: we go <laughs> <laughs> starting it off that was a joke that was a joke watch sassiness
0: all right, so today how we're going to work this is we're going to go a little longer probably today. We're going to go through a bunch of different bowl games. We're going to go in order of when the bowl games are going to air. Uh, so if there's a specific bowl game that you want to kind of get to or listen to, you can kind of just jump ahead and jump around until you can find it. Um, couple housekeeping things before we get underway though. DraftKings League is now over. I ended up winning the final week with the highest score of the year, 259.94 points. I had Brerlin Sanders, the wide receiver from old miss scored me 178 a point. And then like I talked about on the rundown last week, I wasn't fading uh, LSU, especially into that defense. I had Max Johnson, the QB from LSU and Kayshawn Bote, the essentially number one wide receiver now for them with everybody gone. Uh, and they got me $110 for the stack. The stack costed $12,500. Uh, Boti was $86 uh, dollars a point just by himself. So big week there for me, big week for those guys. It was a fun fun, uh, fun DraftKings contest, fun DraftKings League. Enjoyed everybody playing it. Cruz finished in second last week with 207.35. And Walrus, 67, finished in third with 184.72. Um, so that takes us to the year-long contest. I did end up winning, finished with a 3.3 average placement. Cruz, 244 four, finished second with a 3.5. And Wall finished third with a 3.78. Um, thanks again for everyone that played. Uh, we're going to be doing some fun little showdowns and maybe some small tournaments during the uh, bowl games here. So make sure your notifications are on so you're getting those so you can get into those. Uh, we haven't done a captain showdown at all this year, so it be kind of fun. I know uh, the real Jay-Z over there plays a few of those, so I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll teach us a few lessons on the MVP picks.
1: Woj, I want um, to do my own little recap of this DraftKings League.
0: Go ahead. Here's what happened. Ahead.
1: Here's what happened. I want to recap for everyone. Woj created a league, and then Woj won the league that he created, and now Woj gets the prize that he was going to send to the winner mm. of
0: the league. That's, that's my
1: recap of this league, Woj. I think there's. It was, some fishy this about is it. all
0: public, public viewable for anybody that played in the league. You can see <laughs> legit scores. I mean, I mean, I schooled everybody the last day. Two hundred fifty-nine point oh. nine four points. Yeah,
2: yeah. Woj, well, just, well, just you still go. playing us, just try, just to swoop in and take the title at the last second.
0: Over the past two years, by the way, over the past two years, I've played in quite a few of these contests. Probably more than anybody else. Maybe Kyle's played in about the same amount as me. But over the last two years, I've had the highest point total average so far. And that includes, I think, twice where I actually didn't even fill out a roster and got zero. So just uh, I was just trying to give you guys a little help there, trying to get back into that. But it didn't work because so, I'm still the uh, average point leader in the league after two years.
2: Looks like I'm going to have to start paying more attention to the Friday night Twitch streams.
0: Yeah, there you go. A little yeah. I, I like that little plug there. That was pretty solid. All right. Well, let's get on to the bowl games. Let's get what here what everybody's for here for. But uh first I just do do, do want to talk about uh a fellow quarterback that me and Kyle have talked about multiple times in this uh this podcast, and it's it's due to a, an incredibly bad uh T D to turnover ratio, and that's gonna be Chase Bryce from uh Duke Wall. Uh, he was at Clemson to start his career in college, went to Duke, and now he's going to App, App State. Zach Thomas is going pro, so there's an opening there. I Man, that's a big Christmas present to the Sunbelt Defenders, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we'll see, Woj. App State throws the ball a lot. He throws a lot of picks. You mentioned that golden ratio. Not so good at it because he throws so many picks. But, yeah, those cornerbacks, they're licking their chops. Ready to get those picks, Woj.
0: Yeah, not even picks, dude. The guy fumbles the ball. It's like he got butter hands or something going on over there, but... Uh, who knows? Uh, on to our first bowl of the uh, of the rundown here, the bowl special rundown roundtable. Uh, Camellia Bowl is on the 25th. It's a 1.30 p.m. on ESPN. So we got a little Christmas bowl action here, huh, boys? Ooh, bowl season and Christmas Day, I don't think you get asked for anything more,
2: except there is an NFL game on, too. So I' going to be dinner and then parked in front of the TV for the rest of the day for me.
0: You know, this, this game isn't all that enticing, though. I mean, we, we do have Missouri, who's 7-2, and two, and then Buffalo, who's 5-1. and one. Uh, The spread is Marshall's getting five points. The over-under is 54. uh it's not that crazy, but you know, what? I honestly don't mind taking Marshall here, especially on say like the money line uh, money line right now is plus 160. The thing I'd like is everyone's going to talk about the, everyone's going to jump on this Jarrett Patterson hype train. He's going to be back in this game. He's going to apparently healthy and he's been tearing up college football. He's got the most rushing yards in college football right now. People are talking about him for Heisman and things like this, but I, I don't know. Uh, he, he had a couple crazy good games where he just went nuts. And I think he, one game he ran for, what, 500-some yards? I think well, our story was texting me that day talking about him. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Marshall is the best team right now. Best team, number one. Number one in the nation in fantasy points allowed to running backs at 10.2 fantasy points per game. And that's not just a small sample size. That's nine games. After nine games, 10.2 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. That's pretty good stats. I don't know if uh, you know everybody's gonna fade the Jarrett Patterson hype train, but I don't know. That's just tough to play into right there. These are a couple of tough teams to, to handicap. I, I don't know if Buffalo's really overhyped this year. I mean,
2: nothing against Jarrett Patterson; the kid is a stud. But you know, did, they really didn't show up to the MAC championship. Marshall's defense is really good. They're kind of a they're kind of a pass funnel defense, though. So can Jarrett Patterson take advantage? I could see this being a little more low scoring. Uh, I, I'm not really sure which way I'd lean, but that five and a half, that's kind of an odd line. I'd probably lean towards the dog, lay off the money line, and probably just, just take the five and a half with Marshall.
0: Okay, okay. So we got a, uh, a money line from me, a little uh, taking the taking the points for, for story. Anybody else have any thoughts on this game? Maybe the real Jay-Z's got some insight?
3: No, no, not too much on this one. I think I'm just going to stay away from this. You know what? Is that, the real Jay-z knows what he's talking about this is a
1: big pass Marshall couldn't even beat UAB straight up they lost me some money in that game big pass next one all
0: right the FBC mortgage cure Bowl that it's on the 26 6 30 p.m ESPN we got Liberty nine and one at the number 12 coastal Carolina 11 and0 can they keep coasting I got Liberty uh plus seven and the over under at 59 and a half. story you got any thoughts on this game
2: well, first of all, I love bowl season because I love the, the, the great names that we get. And we're going to talk about some fun ones. But this uh, the Cure Bowl is an interesting one. But I, I, like, I like this game. I'm looking forward to it. I like both these teams. that got kind of a feel-good thing going on this year. Um, you know, the, the ch- chance to clears. They upset BYU a few weeks ago. They ran the table in the Sun Belt. They're shooting for an undefeated season. They really come on into this game on a high. Um, but Liberty itself is a really good team. They beat two ACC teams on the road that came within a block kick of beating a third. They've got real talent in the backfield. They got talent on the defensive side as well. I think they're really going to want to get the ground game going. I don't know about the over on this, but I think this is a close game. I'd like to take both teams, but given seven, taking seven, I'll take Liberty plus seven. And, and we hope we get a, uh, you know, a, uh, maybe an upset win, but at the very least a cover.
3: Hey,
2: I guess if
1: I had to, that's what I'd do. I'm going to take a pass on this one for sure. I disagree. I think Coastal Carolina is not a very good team. I don't like how they play football. I think they're a bunch of thugs. Hey, they barely won their last game against Troy. That's a Troy team that's five and six in the Sunbelt East. They barely won it. Four points, came down to the end. I don't like that Coastal Carolina team. Probably not a game i take, though.
0: Yeah, as far as my thoughts on this one, it's more – I agree with story, and Liberty plus seven is probably the best play here. Um, Coastal Carolina, though, does have this emotional edge with them. Now They are undefeated. They feel like they should be in a better bowl than they are. and I just think that emotional edge could take over. Is Liberty gonna be prepared for that? Is Liberty gonna plan, you know, be able to s- slow down Coastal? I mean, if Liberty comes out and gets an early score, I think that really puts it in Coastal's face, and uh, I think we the, the plus seven is pretty safe at that point. But you never know, especially with these teams that are undefeated that think they deserved a little bit better, they could come out with a chip on their shoulder and just rack the table. So uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, it's a good game against. That's on the 26th at 6:30 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, next bowl is the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, I, know Wall loves those I know Wall loves those Cheez-Its. They got out on the 29th at 4.30 p.m. on ESPN. Number 21, Oklahoma State, against number 18, Miami Wall.
1: Hey, that's, I, unless, you know, I don't like Cheez-Its. So I just want to put it out there. They're good. Don't get me wrong, but they're, they're no freaking ruffles, if that's what you're alluding to. But this game, I like this game, which I like it a lot. Oklahoma State came out minus one and a half in this game. Minus one and a half against a Miami or Florida team that looked absolutely pathetic their last game. Did you guys catch the North Carolina game? Anyone? Raise your
0: hand. Uh, I, I did. Yeah, I not, remember the 500-plus-some-yard yeah, running game that UNC put all over down the Miami Florida's throat. Yeah,
2: wouldn't
1: want to be a Canes
2: fan after that game.
0: No,
1: and now what are they going to do? They're going to go play Oklahoma State, a running team. Hey, you people just say out there, oh, Chuba Hubbard, he's sitting out, blah, blah, blah. Chuba Hubbard, heck, he he had 625 yards in the season only. Jackson had 526. Brown had 395. Sanders had 224. This is a team that runs the football, and they run it down people's throats. They're going to get in there. They're going to play this Miami or Florida team and. Oh, my God, I would not want to be a Canes fan watching this game. Oklahoma State, lay the points.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with Wall. Uh, just the way Miami handled UNC, uh, it was just, just disastrous. Uh, Oklahoma State has so many options to run the ball, run the football, and they do it really well. Their defense is solid as well. Uh, I just like Oklahoma State uh, easily in this one. Uh, I it, Minus two and a half right now, but – uh, yeah, definitely Oklahoma State in this one.
2: This is the opposite for me. If I could fade both these teams, I would. I can't stand Mike Gundy. I think he's a terrible play caller. But Miami is just an awful, awful, miserable bowl team over the last several years. So for me, this is a complete pass. Maybe you look at putting a little bit on the over. If both these offenses do push up temple. Um, but a lot of that is just really bad blocking. So I don't know. Maybe the over, but I'm, I'm staying away from this game on the spread.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to join, uh, join Wall in his take there and jump on Oklahoma State. Uh, again, the way Miami played last week was uh, pretty disappointing against UNC, so uh, look for Oklahoma State to take this one.
0: All right, on to our next bowl game, Valerio Alamo Bowl. Uh, the 29th also, this is the late-night game, 8 p.m. on ESPN. you got number 20, Texas, who's 6-3, and three, at Colorado, who is four and 4-1. Uh, again, Pac-12 teams didn't play that much but texas is giving nine and a half and the over-under is 63 and a half in this one just a couple things on my end in this game right off the bat is brennan eagles the number one wide receiver for texas uh, will be sitting out this game and going and entering the draft i probably would still like texas at nine and a half i think they're gonna put a pounding as far as the score goes on colorado I just don't think Colorado's faced this type of offense before. I mean, maybe you could say something like the UCLA game, first game of the season for Colorado was something like that. And Colorado did win that. It was 40-something to 40-something, so it was a high-scoring affair. But, uh, I mean, I just think Texas overtakes them here. Ellinger just starts slinging the ball and and running the ball on top of that, and they end up just routing Colorado pretty easily in this one is the way I see it, at least.
3: I was definitely curious about the game right when the line came out. I believe it was 12.5, but it's actually moved down to 9.5. Um, definitely under that 10. I, I'm not sure I'm looking to jump on Colorado there, but uh, they did put up points. I mean, they struggled against uh, Utah in their last game of the season, but they did a lot better for the Pac 12 short and brief season. They were uh, definitely stronger than anyone expected this year.
2: Yeah, I think this game really comes down to Sam Ellinger and can he limit his mistakes? It's his final college game. They'll be going to the NFL the next year. Uh, Texas is going to win. It's just a question of how much. We'll see where that line moves close to the game time. But, you know, this is Tom Herman in a bowl game. I really think that uh, this is this is at least a 10-point win, at least a double-digit win, probably two touchdowns. Colorado's sneaky good, but Texas is just a much better team all around.
0: Walt, anything to say about your Longhorns?
1: You know what? Longhorns are going to win the football game. That's what I got to say. Which Also, I <laughs> want to correct you on yeah. one thing. That's, that's Valero. You know, I don't want you to get those oil roughnecks all up in a tizzy. That's Valero, budge. Those, those are some oil boys down there. They're gonna watch their Longhorns run all over these boys out from the west. Those Colorado, what do you call them, Zerk? What do you call Colorado? I don't even know their name.
3: The uh, buffalos, I believe, is what you're looking for.
1: Oh, the buffalos. I'm sorry. Watch <laughs> the Longhorns take down those buffalos.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think a Longhorn would beat a buffalo in a in a fight right up. I don't know if you've been are you, you guys are you seen, out like, of your mind, a really? Buffalo
2: would destroy a Longhorn. That's not even
1: Absolutely. close.
0: All, right. No, you, yeah, all that, right.
2: You know who's the authority
1: on this subject, though. We need to check with him. He's out there in the SEC now. He'd be the man to ask because he knows what mascot could beat what mascot. Mr. <laughs> Mike Leach, if you guys didn't catch that.
0: You yeah, know, I, I I do remember that YouTube video, and that was absolutely that press conference. It was absolutely hilarious. But yeah, I mean, maybe someone should uh, text him, see uh, Longhorn versus Buffalo, or maybe he should just do all the bowl games. He makes really good uh makes really good content, better than his coaching, that's for sure. All, All right, right on, on to our Mike Leach. Yeah, my shots for sure. On to our next game, we got Trans Perfect Music City Bowl on the 30th, 3 p.m. ESPN. Looking forward to this one. It's my number 15, Iowa Hawkeyes, six and two against the Missouri five and five team. Ah, uh, I don't know. I kind of like the Iowa Hawkeyes in this one. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. I'm a Hawkeye fan. They're minus 15, by the way, giving 15 points. Uh, just as a note Nick Bolton the uh, linebacker for Missouri their best defender is out for this game he's going to opt out for the draft and not play in this game so just keep that in mind as well the over under for this game is 50 and a half so they're expecting Iowa to score pretty easily on Missouri uh, and you know make sure Missouri doesn't score a lot of points so uh, i don't know what you guys think about this game but I mean, 15 is a big number for me to take my Hawkeyes on. 15 points for a Hawkeye, I mean, even as a fan, that's tough.
3: I guess that's putting some confidence in the uh, run game. I don't know if uh, your quarterback can uh, quite drive down and make the accurate throws to uh, cover that number. I, I think I, what, I, I was
2: one their last four, game, four bowl games, hadn't they? Um, it's it's this is interesting. Iowa's turned into a bit of a killer in bowl season lately after being a dog for so many years. But 15, that's a lot. That's a lot to lay. Missouri's got a, a better defense than it showed late. Um, they look look like a team that uh, that could make it interesting. I'm not so sure that Iowa can cover 15. Um, they haven't had a blowout in. Uh, two years, three years, whenever they played USC two years ago. I don't know. I'd probably just lay a little bit with or uh, take a little bit with Missouri, but that's a, a tough game.
0: Yeah, I'm probably not going to take anything on this game. I am I just like my Hawkeyes. I'm going to be cheering for my Hawkeyes. But, yeah, 15 just does, seems like a large amount for my Hawkeyes, uh, especially with a 50-and-a-half over-under.
1: Well, you bet, you bet the Hawkeyes and the Bulls. That's, that's what you do. You want to make money gambling? You bet the Hawkeyes and the Bulls. This number, they can't get this number high enough. They came open at 13 and a half, but up to 14, 14 and a half, sitting at 15 and a half right now. They cannot get this number high enough to keep money off of the Hawkeyes. Give me the Hawkeyes by hundred.
0: All right, I do. You heard right. it here. That's impressive. All right, on to an next Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Uh, it is on the 30th as well, 7 p.m. on ESPN. You got number seven, Florida, who's eight and three who did play Alabama pretty strong um, at number six, Oklahoma, eight and two, who beat up on the Iowa State Cyclones. You know, Florida didn't play that game badly. I, Florida played how I figured Florida would have played against Alabama. They were going to be able to put points on the board against Alabama, but they weren't going to be able to stop them. And that's kind of exactly what happened. Uh, they, they were able to put points on the board. They just couldn't stop Alabama. And, and I think if there was any team in the nation that could do it, or at least in the SEC, it was Florida. What do you guys think about that? 72?
2: Was that what the over is right now? 71 and a half? 72? 70, 70 Seven, and over, a half. Over, yeah. over, over, over. <laughs> over, all day over. Uh, I you got to assume both sides are going to have plenty of possessions. Both teams can score virtually at will. You know, this Florida offense, uh, you do have to mention that Kyle Pitts has opted out of this game. He's getting ready for the NFL draft, looks to be a top 15 pick next year. That's the tight end from Florida. I don't care. Trask has been playing incredibly well. For wants of a shoe, they probably would have gone, uh, they probably would have beat LSU. Um, th- these offenses are, are fantastic. Life's too short for unders. I say hit the over on this and hit it hard.
0: Yeah, I would just remind you that Kyle Pitts didn't play in that LSU game and they didn't score it well in that game. Do you think that has a big part of it?
2: Well, it's it's concerning losing to LSU this year, but I, I the, what what they showed me against Alabama was a lot of a lot of fire. Uh, I really thought Alabama was going to run away with that game, and that was a back and forth affair. I think Alabama was a much better team overall. That tells me that Florida is is better than I thought. Dan Mullen's going to get it, Dan Mullen is going to get his team ready to play. Um, I I don't know which way I'd lean on the over under or on the uh, spread, but I, I like the over on this game a lot.
3: I agree with you 100% on that over there. Yeah, not, not sure on side, but yeah, the over. I mean, both teams don't really play a whole lot of defense to begin with, and why start now? Yeah. You know what? I, I, started I both uh, teams. My,
1: my thoughts on this might surprise some people, people that listen to this podcast for sure. I, I don't like the Big 12. I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're good this year. Oklahoma, obviously, they had a crappy start to their season. I thought they were a crappy team most of the year, but this is specifically a bull strategy pick on my end. What I like to do in the bulls is I like to pick dogs, one, especially dogs that are hot as of late. And if there's any team that's hotter than Oklahoma as of late, let me know right now because I don't see that. I, I see Oklahoma as really the team that has progressed the most for sure throughout the season, and now they're just – they're not a team. I heard Herb Street say this, so I don't want to not give him credit for saying it, but I agree with 100%. They are the team that I would not want to play right now. And now we're talking about Florida. I know they lost to that juggernaut LSU this year. Oh, my goodness. They're so good. They beat Florida. But you know what? That game, we'll throw it out. They almost beat Bama. I don't think that is as much Florida being a good team as Bama might not be as good as people think. We'll find out, I guess. But I just like Oklahoma in this game. I like them on the money line. I think they're going to win the game straight up. But if not, hey, you give me three and a half, I'm going to take Oklahoma.
0: I'm with Wall on this as far as the spread goes. Uh, just a good team, hot team that's getting points. I mean, I understand the over-and-under 71.5 and the spreads. You know, it's over three, which is good. It's three and a half. I, I like Oklahoma. Wall said it before on this podcast. Is if Rattler is – it comes down to him either starting the game hot and then he just can, just just basically steamrolls from there and just uses that momentum, or he doesn't. And I, I think he's figured something out in the last few weeks here where he's limiting himself to mistakes and they're doing a better job of it. And I, I just like Oklahoma getting points. I mean, you, you can say say it in your head. You're, you're getting Oklahoma and points. And, yeah, Florida can score at will, but so can Oklahoma. Uh, and I don't think Florida's defense is, you know, it, it going to stop Oklahoma any different than they try to stop Alabama. So, I just like Oklahoma getting the points there it just sounds really good in your head when you're when you're thinking about it and talking about it and you've watched a couple other games this season so Story any other thoughts on that
2: I just think it's two teams with something to prove I think Oklahoma's looking at, a, at a, a bid for the playoffs and possibly a national title next year Florida looks like they've got to make up for something after falling short against Alabama two teams with something to prove again I'm going to lean towards the over I know That uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of points, but I I think this this game very easily could be 35-21 at halftime.
0: All right, let's move it to 2021 now. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on the first at 11 a.m. on ESPN. You got number nine, Georgia, seven and two. At number eight, Cincinnati, who's nine and zero. Georgia's giving six and a half, and the over/unders 50.5. Wall.
1: Yeah, I'll jump right in on this, Woj. I mean, I got some of my book tied up in this one. I'm not gonna lie. I I gotta take Georgia in this game. I I just kind of mentioned how I was taking Oklahoma because they're so hot. Georgia's another team that they're really, as of late, the past three or four games, they know what they're doing. JT Daniels came in, that boy from the Pac-12, they shipped him out to the SEC. He's showing these SEC teams what the Pac-12 does. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. They're playing really good football. Cincinnati, I mean, you're getting a lot of dumb money. You know what dumb money is? It's when people don't know what they're doing, put their money on a football team. You're getting a lot of dumb money on Cincinnati because they're getting a lot of talking heads. You know, they're focusing the conversation on Cincinnati. Oh, they didn't get into the playoffs. Oh, they deserved a shot. This dumb money is thinking, oh, Cincinnati is going to put up a game against Georgia? They're going to put up a game against the Georgia Bulldogs? No, man. I understand any team can win a football game. Maybe Cincinnati does come out there and win a football game, but Georgia is the better team. They're hot as of late. They play better competition throughout the year. They have a better coach. They're going to win the football game, minus six and a half, not even a touchdown, put the
2: house on it. So you look at this Cincinnati team, and they look like they've got something to prove. They, They were a little disrespect. I was a little hesitant on this game, looking at them getting ranked number eight by the playoff committee. Uh, Luke Fickle wanting to prove something with a, with a coming into this game Georgia maybe looking like unfocused a little bit but l- that's all narrative look past that look at the numbers look at the competition Georgia's sin this year is that they played both Florida and Alabama and lost to both of them and that was before J T Daniels was starting I I think this is a Florida walk away I think this is this is a this is a, a this is a SEC team versus a, a Cincinnati team that's good. They're possibly bordering on great, but it's it's not a it's not a power five. I, I think this is a Georgia walk away.
0: Yeah, it all comes down to the offense, offense and defensive lines, and I think Georgia wins both of those. And like Wall said, J.T. Daniels is back now. They've been playing on fire since he's been back in. I just don't see Georgia throwing this away at all. And uh, yeah, I've been a Cincy fan all season. I love Cincinnati. I love watching their games. They play real. They have a really good quarterback. They have good running backs that all get uh, the ball. They have Dokes, who's uh, an incredible player on his own right. So they have a lot of these high-powered guys in the offensive window there, but they just don't have that edge as far as the Lions go, like Georgia's going to. And the way JT Daniels is playing right now, Georgia just seems like the better team here. Maybe at plus 200 right now, which is what it's at. I, I throw a couple bucks on Cincinnati just in case they do win it on the money line. That's what I would do. Um, at six and a half right now, you're only getting minus one Oh four on DraftKings. So that's pretty good in its own right. Uh, but uh, maybe I just tease it a little bit If Cincinnati comes out super strong. Georgia just kind of plays sloppy. Uh, plus 200 here is not bad for a money line pick. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll tease that, but I, I really do like Georgia. I just don't know if I like Georgia minus six and a half.
3: What I was looking at here is actually the, uh, the total on it. It looked like there was going to be four Georgia DBs that opted out. Um, so I don't know if that was anything you were looking at wall, or are you just thinking Georgia is going to dominate on defense? Um, I did see, I am mean, another number on your, uh, our PAC 12 guy, JT Daniels that, Georgia was averaging about 28 points a game prior to JT Daniels. And once he took, took over 41 points per game. And with the total at 50 and a half, I believe right now, any thoughts on uh, the over there?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, they're going to Cincinnati is going to have to pass the ball. That's all they're going to be able to do. Georgia's only given up 69.3 rushing yards per game. That's, that's nothing. So you got Riddler back there passing the ball. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but that's what they're going to have to do. So, I guess, maybe, but this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that those backups they have there at Georgia, and unfortunately I'm not that into it that I know who the backups are for Georgia, but I do know this. I know that they probably have four-star recruits coming in there to back up the guys that are sitting out, whereas the competition Cincinnati's played all year, three-star at best. So you got guys coming in that are backups that are going to be able to play at the level that Cincinnati's been going against on, their offense against defense all year. So I, I don't know that I would take the over. It might happen. I don't, I don't like to take point totals really. You know, that's not really who I am except for college basketball. It's more you guys' territory, but they are going to have to pass the ball. So if that's your thinking, maybe go with it.
0: Okay. on to the big games of the year, the semifinal games, we have the Rose Bowl. On the first 3 p.m. on ESPN, you got number four, Notre Dame, who's 10 and 0, 10 and one had that loss to, uh, Clemson last week and number one, Alabama, 11 and who ended up having a tighter game than most people thought against Florida last week, but ended up pulling it out. Notre Dame right now is getting 19 and a half and the over under sitting at 65 and a half. What are your guys' thoughts on this?
2: Well, real quick, guys, if this line holds, it would be the biggest spread in, in a college football playoff game in history. Alabama currently holds that record with a 15-point uh, – when they went came into Oklahoma as a 15-point favorite in 2018, 19 and a half. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, it is a lot. You know, Notre Dame's going to need help in this game. Uh, after how badly beat up their secondary got by, by Clemson, they just made – Trevor Lawrence looked too efficient when, I mean, Trevor Lawrence played well, believe me. I uh, rushed for 90 yards in a TD, passed at 25 for 36 for 322 yards and two TDs. But it just looked like I was watching Iowa's secondary to another level. And what I mean by that is Wall probably gets the, the thing there, that cover two, don't make a mistake, just play off the ball. Like every time I saw Trevor Lawrence pass the ball, it was to a guy that with the defender was five yards behind him or, or, or three yards behind him or was getting beat. You know what I mean? There, there was just too many lapses in the secondary for Notre Dame to do anything. You know, Etienne who carried it for 10 times for 124 yards. What happened to the Notre Dame rushing, game, you know, stopping the run? They held ETN to 28 yards in their first game. Uh, altogether, 541 yards pass, uh, uh, offense against you. I mean, good luck at Alabama if you're going to do that against Clemson, because Alabama's just going to tear that number apart. Uh, I mean, not nothing against mm-hmm. nothing against Clemson. I'm not so. But, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm not
2: so. I'm not so sure. Well, you know, the, the tide is incredible on, on in all facets of the offense, but Notre Dame might have one of the few defensive styles that can can mess with the tide as long as they're able to key in on Najee Harris right the Irish have I think it's the number 15 run defense in the FBS so allow them to really stop Najee Harris on the ground and force Mac Jones to make plays through the air can he do it sure he's an incredibly efficient quarterback but we haven't really seen him tested so if if Notre Dame can can rattle him a little bit maybe put a little pressure make him get out of the pocket make some mistakes I think Notre Dame could I don't think they're going to win this game, but I don't think that this is as big. Uh, I don't think the spread it needs to be as big as it is. I don't think this is a blowout that uh, everybody's looking at right off the bat.
0: I mean, it, when I'm looking at the game last week story, like I'm just looking at ETN destroying them in Lawrence, destroying them with his legs. And I get that a mobile quarterback is a different weapon. That's hard to hard to defend against. And Notre Dame obviously is better against non-mobile quarterbacks, but You've just lost all of the, you played already, you played Clemson already and you stopped everything they threw at you. And then they come back at you and they just stomp you. I don't know if it's, if it's a combination of Notre Dame wasn't on the field enough on offense or, and the defense was tired or they just, something happened there. And I just see Alabama being able to get Najee Harris in the game, Devontae Smith and Mac Jones in the game. And that's really all they need. That's all they've needed all year. And I'm just worried that this game could get out of hand. You're going to have to double team Devontae Smith or do some sort of zone that's tighter than this cover two that they're doing. Don't make a mistake cover two uh, because it's not working.
1: Well, I agree with you 100%. They're going to have to. I mean, they got a tough task in this Alabama team. I I personally, I'm going to put this out there. I've already said it on this episode. I think Alabama is a little bit overrated. I'm gonna be cheering for them to win the national championship. I got them plus three fifty back in March, but I think they're a little bit overrated from what people say. They're definitely, to your point, Woj, gonna to have to key on Devontae Smith. I think they will stick with the cover two, though. They're just gonna bring the safety on whatever side they're gonna key, whatever side Devontae Smith is on, bring the safety up, which is gonna leave opportunities over the top for other wide receivers. Hey, Mac Jones hits them, it's it's lights out for Notre Dame, but I don't think that's how it's going to go. I agree with Story. I think that Notre Dame is going to keep it closer than most people think. 19 and a half is a lot for a bowl game. And we're talking about a Notre Dame team that is really good, really physical. Clemson, more of a, hey, they got those playmakers. They got those skilled athletes. Alabama, more of a, hey, we're going to shove it down your throats. I think Notre Dame matches up a little bit better in that aspect. So I'll probably take 19 and a half. That gets over 20 and one. I'm definitely in on it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to disagree with, with uh, what uh, Kyle had to say there. I mean, I mean, Bama, yes, you want to say they're overrated, but what have they done to show otherwise? I mean, I know the competition hasn't been as strong this year, but, I mean, they kind of took it to Florida, let them back in late. It's still with Bama, sometimes it just feels like they're toying with teams and kind of do whatever they want. I, Notre Dame's going to have to play a great defensive game to, to try and slow them down.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with a perfect Alabama team. They, again, they they really haven't shown weaknesses. I agree with that, Zerk. But it's just, that's a lot of points. You know, it's a lot of points for a good team to get. That's that's all I really had to say about that one.
0: All right, let's move on to the second semifinal game, the Allstate Sugar Bowl, also on the first 7 p.m. on ESPN. You have number three Ohio State, who's six zero, at number two Clemson, who's ten and one, just coming off that big game against Notre Dame. Ohio State coming off a a different kind of game against Northwestern where they couldn't pass it, but they they definitely could run it. That was for sure. Uh, Ohio State right now getting seven and a half in the over-under in this game, same as the other, is 65 and a half. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Because I, I'm just looking at Ohio an State, Ohio State team that couldn't pass it against Northwestern but could tear them apart on the ground game. It says a lot for that Ohio State offensive line. Can they stop Clemson on defense and keep this tighter than seven and a half?
2: Well, first of all, did you see where Davos Sweeney in his poll ranked Ohio state in the playoff in the final uh, poll this this week?
0: I didn't No, I didn't know. Uh, uh, politics I story.
1: Didn't... I saw it story. You know how much, you know how much yeah. I gave I gave it the, the thought of a thimble.
2: That's how much, because it's all politics story. I, I just, I just want—I just bring it up because while I think Davil Sweeney is a clown, he's out here trolling Ohio State. It this game—I don't know—I I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it's tough to f- take away what Ohio State's done this year because we don't really have a full body of work. But at the same time, you know, if it was so easy to be an unbeaten Power Five champion, then someone other than Alabama or Ohio State would have done it. So while Alabama's on a roll right now, and Clemson, I think, is 19 and five. Against the spread and they're against top ten teams since Dabble Sweeney's taken over, this is a, a a game that we I don't know that we have enough to go on to make a definitive seven and a half is an odd spread that's over that key number of seven. This is I might look just to to play the over on this 65 and a half right now and lay off the spread altogether and just hope these teams can kind of go back and forth, get a little momentum on offense, score some points, cash an over ticket.
0: The biggest and, and thing I like about I the biggest thing I like about this game is. Ohio State's an underdog. Uh, Ohio State was the underdog in 2014 when they played Alabama. They were a 13-point dog, ended up winning that game, and then winning the national championship. Last year, they lost 29 to 23 against Clemson. Uh, they're looking for some redemption. Here's the thing, though: Ohio State's defense is not the defense of old Ohio State. They've given—they're one of the worst teams in the Big Ten as far as fantasy points go to opposing quarterbacks. They've just outscored their opponents by a ton. Um, you're, you take that defense into Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, a, a crazy good quarterback, it's going to be a different story. They're going to score on you on Will. And we saw them struggle with the passing game last week. Can they get the, can Ryan Day get this figured out and get going? Maybe. Uh, but right now, in my mind, I think Ohio State's a big underdog here, huge underdog, uh, just from the way they've played so far this season. Most people might not think that, but I do like it just because of the story. Uh, they, they like to be the dog. They have this redemption from last year. I, I mean, I kind of like Ohio State here at seven and a half, but I don't know if I can, especially the way the the defense play, has been playing all year long.
3: I, I agree with you there, Woj, on the side. That seven and a half does look enticing, but you think back to last week against Notre Dame, kind of had the same thoughts going into that, and all of a sudden, Clemson just kind of came out and controlled the game. Um, that, and matching what Story said there, too. Ohio State just doesn't have we don't have enough games to really judge them on. I mean, is Indiana their best competition this year? I mean, Northwest of Northwestern did end up being a close game as well, but as far as offensive power, really Indiana's the only team we've seen their defense play with offense. Um so yeah.
0: And they didn't play that game three. all that well on defense really either.
3: Exactly. Yeah. It's one where you could just see Clemson just kind of stay in it and just kind of, coast, but you never know with Ohio State.
2: No need for style points in the playoffs. That's why I think Ohio State can – can. I think Clemson's going to pull ahead early. I think Ohio State, they, they've looked a little out of sync in recent weeks to start the game, but they, they tend to get it together. Ohio State could come back. I'm worried about a backdoor cover. I think probably laying off this game maybe taking a little bit on Ohio State on the money line just to see what Ryan Day's team can do. But really, I think the play on this is the over.
1: I like the uh, pass idea on this one. I I hate to say it. I know people get angry at me. I I pass on it, but I, I think that's the best part of being a good gambler is you know what game to pass on. This one's a pass for me because Clemson's at a bit of a disadvantage, right? We're in the playoffs. This is the semifinal. Whoever wins goes to play in the national championship, which we all assume is going to be Bama, but we don't know, as we just talked about the reason Clemson's at a disadvantage is the first half, they're only gonna have half of their playbook. They cannot be showing Alabama their full playbook because that's all Alabama is gonna do if they do win that game against Notre Dame. Could be Notre Dame that wins too, but all they're gonna do the whole week is watch that last game that was played, Clemson, Ohio State. They're gonna watch every single play, go through in detail at every single play. So Clemson cannot show their full playbook unless they have to at the end. So I think the game stays close, one, for that reason. Two, I just think Ohio State is a good team. Clemson has more talented athletes all around, in my opinion. But I, I like Ohio State, but I'm gonna pass on this game. Pass.
2: Nothing would give me more joy than watching the Dabo Sweeney's face if, if Ohio State beat them to go to the national championship game.
0: I'm with you. I would I would like for Ohio State to win, but not sure it's gonna be able to happen. I'd honestly like to see a Notre Dame versus Ohio State uh, national championship, but I mean that that's just. Two under dreaming of the two underdogs, you know.
2: Who's over here shaking cages, rattling cages, trying to make it he's a
3: contrarian. Dreaming. Dreaming.
0: Yeah, dreaming. All right. That's that's most most people's nightmares. It's my my, my good dream. So uh outback bull <laughs> on the second. <laughs> 11.30 a.m. on ABC. You got Old Miss 5 and 4 at number 11, Indiana 6 and 1. I think Old Miss is getting 6.5 here, over under a
1: 66.5. I'm still a little bit shaken up about what Will just said about his, his dreams being other people's <laughs> nightmares. It gets me kind of I mean, a little bit. Indian-
2: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, I don't. I <laughs> That's, that's, uh, well, this is a family podcast. Well, let's try to keep it clean here.
0: Hey, listen, I, I mean, if I was an Alabama fan, listening to this right now. I'd be like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, it, <laughs> but let's move on to, to this game. I think this is a good game. Okay. Indiana number 11. They don't have their quarterback in against old Miss who just gives up tons of points because they just like to do that.
2: If I said it once, I said it a million times. Life's too short to bet under. Over this has a lot of firepower in it. I think this is good. This is probably, uh, you know, uh, we're looking at that a 42-35 game. I love the over on this again.
0: Real Jay Z, any thoughts in this game? Any ideas? What do you think about Indiana? I think they can uh, they can keep up with the power for the over in this game.
3: Uh, it's hard to say after uh, Penix went out and they had their backup in for one game against Wisconsin. That one ended up 14-6. I mean. Tough to count on with offense, but again, Ole Miss definitely does not play defense, and they do put up points, so I can't disagree.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think it's going to be Funk's day out there. I think he's going to have a field day running the ball around. Uh, th- th- that'd be my pick as far as a, uh, a any sort of daily fantasy goes. Is uh, I would take Funk uh, pretty much in every single roster I have because I, I think he's going to do pretty well against that old Miss defense. <laughs>
1: Well, Woj, this is a really tough game. You know what hurts the Big Ten here is that the Iowa did not get to play Indiana because Indiana should not be in this game. It's gonna hurt the Big Ten all the way down the line with what bowls they got. As an example, right here we have a six and one Indiana team. This is a game that people are gonna talk about because there's no every game played this year was in conference. There's no you know comparison out of conference play. So these bowls are very important as far as comparing conferences this year. And we have an Ole Miss team that's four and five. Playing an Indiana team that's six and one. If Ole Miss wins this game, all people are going to talk about is how a four and five SEC team beat a six and one Indiana team. So really the the Big Ten, they hurt themselves, man. They did all their fans a disservice by not having Iowa play Indiana, having both those games canceled last week at that. If you think about all these things, I mean I don't want to bet on Indiana just because I think the way things are going to come out, I think Ole Miss is going to win this game, and that's going to give the SEC bragging rights for quite a while.
0: Uh, It was a mistake there by me. It's Stevie Scott. Uh, I think Jamie, the real Jay-Z, there was trying to tell me, Funk is uh, the Maryland running back. Uh, Stevie Scott would be the guy I would pick, the running back for Indiana, and they do have a lot of running backs out right now too. So uh, that would be a pretty decent play in my opinion. All right, on to the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I know the Real Jay-Z's got some conflicting issues in this game, but it's on the 2nd, 3 p.m. ESPN, number 25, Oregon, 4 and 2 at number 10, Iowa State, 8 and 3. Uh, Tell us uh, what's going on out there, because you live in Iowa, but you're an Oregon fan.
3: Yeah, hostile, hostile uh, territory over here. Um, you know, it, it should be a, a good game, I think. I mean, Oregon's definitely had an interesting year. Um, both teams on paper aren't actually all that far apart when you look at it. Points per game averaging about 33 defense, both mid-20s. Um, although with Oregon this year, they definitely, if they haven't got come out early, they haven't been able to make up points late. They're not the high-flying offense that we're used to. Um, I think if they can get out early, That'll be a huge advantage, and they can kind of slow the game down again. They're not running as many plays per game. So if they get out early, I think they can hang on, but not looking for him to make a big comeback.
2: This game is not one that I'm really looking forward to. I think this is going to be low scoring, good defenses, and I think it comes down to which team do you trust to make fewer mistakes, right? Oregon has been dreadful turning the ball over this year. And then Brock Purdy, if anybody watched the Big 12 championship game, he looked like a drunken gorilla throwing a watermelon out there that was especially <laughs> that last play <laughs> steal the win for Oklahoma not an impressive feed by Brock Purdy I, I'm not thrilled about this game I'm I'm, I'm going to take a page from Walls book and just pass
3: lay off of it I'm, I mean one thing that is a big big concern is uh and everyone's concerned that plays Iowa State is uh Brees Hall and uh Oregon has not done great against the run if I remember the Oregon State game where uh Jamar Jefferson just ran all over him. Uh, so that, that's definitely a concern. Derek,
1: did you uh, get your Christmas present yet? Uh, No, no, I didn't. Oh, you should check your front porch because I got you a good one, buddy. It's a no secret that I do not like Iowa State. I don't <laughs> bet against them in this game, though. I mean, what, Story, what did you say? A drunken gorilla throwing a watermelon? I mean, Oregon's team, I guess Pretty they're, accurate. Not, maybe they're a tip. Yeah, Oregon's team in themselves is probably a tipsy gorilla throwing, you know, maybe like a cantaloupe. They're not exactly to that degree that Story described, but they're just not a team that I want to bet on. I don't want to bet on Iowa State, though. I just, I don't like Iowa State.
3: I'll have to check the front porch.
0: Fair <laughs> enough. I, I, as far as this game goes, I think if Oregon gets ahead early, kind of like or, or Oklahoma did last week, I think they have a really good shot uh, just winning this game pretty, pretty handily, you know, make, make, put the game in Brock Purdy's hands and he's had some shaky games this season, especially when he, when he's had the game in his hand, he hasn't had Brees Hall in his back pocket to kind of pull him out and save him. So I I think take the Brees Hall out of the game and make them have to pass it and put it in, put the ball and the game in the hands of Brock Purdy and, and go from there. But uh, I think, I think Oregon's got a really good shot at this game. Getting points, I kind of like that. Again, it's just one of those games you don't know. It's a Pac-12 versus a Big 12, and Pac-12 really doesn't have that big of a sample size. So, all right, last game for us to talk about before we do some picks, I got the Capital One Orange Bowl on the second, the 7 p.m. game on ESPN. I got number five Texas A&M, eight and one, at number thirteen North Carolina, eight and three. Uh, Story, what do you think about this game? What's going to happen here?
2: Well, a defense has really been surging as of late. Um, their offense is okay. We've seen them struggle at spots, uh, especially that game against LSU a few weeks ago. Uh, but the the Tar Heels run game is really something. So a lot of it comes down to, do you believe in the Texas A&M run defense or not? Um, it's tough to say. This is going to be a grinded out, slow kind of game. I don't expect a lot of points on the board. But Texas A&M given seven. I think that's the play. I wouldn't put a whole lot on it. It's just tough to uh, to really figure out which Texas A&M is going to show up. But they they are the better team though. So I think you go with the and you lay the points in this game.
0: Yeah, Texas A&M runs is solid. Best in the SEC. They've only given up four touchdowns on the year on the ground and only 716 yards. Um, and they've played nine games. So it's pretty good. As far as DraftKings goes, they're the best in the SEC as far as points per game for running backs, which is only 17.7. They played Alabama the, the one game they lost. You know, Brian, they, they lost to Mac Jones and the receivers. Uh, Mac Jones threw for 435 yards in that game. You know, Brian Robinson had 10 carries for 60 yards, and Nijia Harris had 12 carries for 43 yards. So not that great as far as the run game goes, but they, the Alabama really didn't have to run it. They could just pass it on them all day. The thing I like about North Carolina is they have both those options. With Sam Howell at quarterback, and then you have possibly the, the or – I'll just say this outright – the best running back, back-to-back duo, their best running back duo in college football, in Carter and Williams you have options and the last episode we talked about that when they went into Miami, they have so many offensive weapons. It's, it's hard to pick which one to take in, in, in daily fantasy. And so I, I think North Carolina really has a decent shot to keep this game close and keep it tight. Um, I mean, it's six and a half is the spread. I like North Carolina getting six and a half, especially right now where it's only uh negative one Oh four. Uh, you're getting a pretty good deal there. It's uh, plus 180 on the money line, but again, plus, plus 6.5. Uh, Vegas is expecting them to score at 68.5 in the over under. I just think North Carolina can control the game more with their legs, and they can stop Kellen Munn from doing what he does with his legs. So, uh, really like North Carolina in this game, to be honest with you.
3: It does come down to Annan's defense, but I do think I did see the other day. uh, Carter, one of those two uh, big running backs, I think, is opting out for this game. Um, not, not that they that can't just plug big,
0: in. That makes a big change then. That makes a big yeah, deal.
3: Not, yeah, not, not that they both haven't handled it well, but you know, having each option definitely, uh, definitely is a factor.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. if the two-headed monster is not there, it's, it's hard to. Hard, I mean, it's harder to game plan versus the two-headed monster than it is just one. You know.
2: Looking at this right now, looks like. Michael Carter and Diami Brown, the top wideouts for North Carolina, are both opting out of this game.
0: Uh, that changes my pick. Then I'm going A and M all day.
2: Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> I was hoping we could cut the books out and I could take you straight up. <laughs>
0: Sorry, story. <Stuart. laughs>
1: well, I don't, I don't know. There's, and as people are listening to this, you know, we've been talking about these bowl games. We're, we're talking on the what's the date today? The 22nd or the 23rd, 23rd. of December? 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. 20. Twenty third of December. A lot of things can change by the time you listen to this podcast. A lot of people can opt out. sometimes well, that's the right or wrong thing to do. That's another day's conversation. But this game, Texas AM, North Carolina, I don't know. Deami Brown, he's a big part. That opt out does hurt, but this is just a game I'm looking forward to watching the football game. North Carolina, a team that I thought was good all year. Everyone knows Mac Brown. I respect him a lot. Texas A and M, obviously the third team that I've been riding all year. They're they're good. I will push back, Woj. I think that whether Deami Brown was in and their running back was in or not. I think Texas A&M is the one who controls the game. I think North Carolina wins the game by getting big plays downfield here and there. I'm just excited to watch this game. I'm not going to put money on either side. I really don't know which side I'd put it on if I had to. I'm real excited to watch this, especially after watching how good North Carolina played against Miami and then watching Texas A&M just route people throughout the year.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll just be looking forward to the Chase Bryce future and how many times he turns it over in the Sun Belt next year. That, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's get on, guys. That's the end of our bowl coverage. Let's get on to some picks. So last week, as far as the pick pick'em goes, we'll end it this week. Uh, Wall was eight and seven with the A and M uh, minus thirteen and a half win. And then I am five nine and one awful with my pick of N D plus ten and a half and that miserable loss. Uh, this week we're gonna have Jamie who is zero zero in one, I guess. Uh, it was a postponed record there, Derek. It was a postponed well, well, game, a... so I don't even know if I should count that, but uh, I think I got a w have... last season. Well, yeah, yes, it's oh, true. That, uh the, that that's season State though, game? but story is one and oh for this season for us, so and yeah, it was and the Washington th- I would game. say,
2: don't, th- what's the lifetime record here, Woj? Uh,
0: I don't know your lifetime record, but you are undefeated. I know that. I'll
2: go. I'll go ahead and, and remind you. I'm batting a thousand in the in the Woj Wall Pick'em. So.
0: Okay. All right. All right. The, the viewers will take note in this. Uh, you can pick yeah. same games, so it'll be a little different format. Usually, me and Wall pick different games. Uh, feel free to pick same games if we have uh, the four-person lock. Put the house on it. Um, Wall, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what is your pick em for the Bulls?
1: Woj, well, if we get all four people picking the same team, I'm definitely betting the other side of that one because that's just <laughs> what you have to do. With that. But, uh, I want to put that out there. I don't, I don't think that's what we're going to get, though, because I you know what? It's a toss-up between three games. I'm, I'm just going to throw it on Oklahoma State. No, 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 Woj. Hey, let me turn things back a little bit. Yeah, no, no. Oklahoma State minus two and a half. Put it on that.
0: Okay. Oklahoma State minus two and a half. Story, what are you taking?
2: So let me let me preface my pick by saying I used to love this time of year because the bowl games provided us a lot of opportunity for a lot of points, and that meant a lot of overs. Recently, the last couple of years, that's shifted a little bit, and this December has been a very different story. It's been a lot of unders. That said, this is easy. This is not even a question. This is the lock of the bull season. That's the over. Oklahoma, Florida, Dan Mullen, Lincoln Riley. This is going to be a shootout. I don't care if it's 75. I don't care if it's 80. It won't get that high, but at 71 and a half, 72, that's an easy over for me. This is a three mortgage kind of bet. I hope that good luck to everybody who's tailing, but this, this is, this is your lock this year.
0: All right, that's uh, Story's lock of the year. Again, he is undefeated. He lifetime on the Wojn wall. Pick him. All right, Jamie, let's let's get a game. Hopefully it doesn't get postponed. Feel bad for the teams that you pick <laughs> if they do get, get postponed. But uh, who are you taking in this bowl season?
3: Got a little worried for a second there, Story. About to throw an under out. Uh, actually, I'm following you up. I, I know I got your opinion on an earlier wall, but that Georgia-Cincinnati game, the way JT's been playing, 41 points a game. I know Cincinnati's probably not going to get their average of 37, but I think either way, they're going to go over the 50 and a half, over 50 and a half Georgia Cincinnati.
0: All, All right. right. I like it too. That's pretty solid. Um, I like Wall's pick for sure. Minus two and a half, Oklahoma State will be bet on my end, just for the sake of having four oh, different like, ones here. That can't be
1: your pick No, no, it's no, not, no, I have too much money on this be, game. It's not going to be my
0: your pick'em. pick Don't worry okay. about it. I'm going to take Oklahoma getting three and a half. We've talked about it. You talked about it. You keyed in on one of the best teams playing right now, other than Iowa, one of the hottest teams playing, and they're getting points. Iowa's not getting points. Oklahoma's getting points against Florida. I'm going to take Oklahoma plus three and a half um it just makes sense it, it it looks better um and every time you say it in your head it just may it sounds better so uh it is oklahoma plus three and a half i like the over under bet from story in that one but i just really like oklahoma uh ended up pulling out over florida especially without Pitts in the game for florida
2: well you better hope that nobody right. a shoe in this game
0: story Jamie <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I'm looking for the shoe throw. You know, I don't. Florida can throw as many shoes as they want on the field. I don't care. Uh, but, 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 it, hopefully Oklahoma doesn't throw shoes. All right. I'm gonna. We're gonna end it here. I'm gonna go back as soon as we're done with this podcast and text Mike Leach. Uh, I'll just throw something on his Twitter. See which if a Buffalo or a uh, Longhorn would win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. So we can get that we're get all, all eager to know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. thanks for listening uh, everyone to the bowl special thanks for coming on Story and Jamie really appreciate you guys coming on a couple times this year uh, really enjoyed the round table here Wall thank you for all of your picks good job at winning going over 500 in the Wojan Wall pick especially after the poor start we both had I kept it rolling you kept it uh, going the other way so
1: Woj the man, the DraftKings man.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out.